please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 125th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always... I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, in a few minutes, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Well, first off, happy Veterans Day weekend to all those who serve. And we certainly got off to a uh, great kickoff to this wonderful weekend with last night's arguably best-ever Sports Thursday this side of Thanksgiving. Uh, That is my highlight of the week, just having so many choices last night to watch uh, on TV, starting with the two college games. uh, Started off with Baylor at uh, about 7.30 Eastern time, which was terrific, and it was good to see them break through with that offense and scoring, uh, scoring big time against... Oklahoma, quality program, quality defense, and it was just absolutely uh, great to see the blackout from the students, largest crowd in the history of Baylor University, and on the other channel was RG3 playing for the Redskins, which basically he put Baylor on the map, as we all know, a couple years back. I find the program intriguing. Before last night, they were averaging 64 points a game. And they're just fun to watch. Uh, The one catch in the end zone near the end of the first half by that wide receiver was absolutely spectacular. Fingertip grab. And the way he hauled it in from his fingertips into his body was just uh, awesome, to say the least. So... uh, You'd have to say Baylor's for real. They're undefeated. They've now beaten the quality program. The rest of their schedule is all against quality opponents, so it's going to be fun to watch. I find the coach of Baylor, Art Browse, to be uh, a fascinating figure. I think he really first came into my consciousness just fairly recently when he was being mentioned as a potential successor to Mac Brown at the University of Texas, which is, if you're from Texas, that's the job. And uh, he may still get that job. 
uh, as it turns out, and victories like last night against, uh, oh, by the way, Oklahoma, won't hurt his cause. So, it was uh, just great, great theater to watch, and as I said, led right into uh, the... NFL Network game, which was, of course, uh, RG3 and the Washington Redskins. And that turned out to be a great game. RG3 looks like he's back. And uh, that one pass he threw under a heavy rush, falling backwards, basically throwing off his back leg and throwing just a beautiful touchdown pass was uh, impressive. And more than any other play, let me know that he's back arm-wise. Run-wise, he he showed no fear whatsoever, took a couple uh, sprints down toward the end zone, took some hits, so uh, he's just getting better and better each week. I think we may not see the old RG3 till uh, next year, although if they get in the playoffs, he might round into farm by the end of this regular season. So, it is... uh, and what more can you ask for than a play that literally goes down to the last play of the game? Uh, fourth down, they drove, RG3 drove the field 80 yards and got to, like, the one-yard line, and they couldn't uh, couldn't bring it home. But uh, through an incomplete pass on fourth down. But, again, it was just great, uh, great theater. And uh, by that time, I was switching back and forth with, uh, of course, the – other big night game of the night, which was Stanford, Oregon. In contrast to Baylor, who did show their true offense uh, against Oklahoma, Oregon, the inventor of the uh, fast-paced offense, we might say, uh, Baylor's big brother, if you will, in this type of offense. They just look like a different team for the second year in a row against Stanford. Stanford has the formula. They're the only one, apparently, to have the formula uh, to stop Oregon. And that was, again, just a ground-and-pound kind of game, not what you would ever expect from any game that Oregon is playing in. And so it was just fascinating to watch. Uh, Oregon, to their credit, they were being beaten literally 26 nothing. Uh, late midway through the fourth quarter, and then they really made a game of it. Blocked field goal. They took it to the house after scoring their first touchdown. Recovered an onside kick. Scored another touchdown. And then finally, with about a minute to go, uh, their last onside kick try failed. And speaking of onside kick, their kicker sets it just square on the tee, like flat, if you will. Only person I've ever seen do it. And he did it with great success. So I uh, got the feeling, as they said on TV last night, we might be seeing more of it. So all in all, great Thursday night of football. A great way to lead into Veterans Day weekend. And my low light of the week was Tony Dorsett's interview that he is having uh, some CTE issues. And apparently there has been some testing that shows him to have uh, evidence of CTE, which is, of course, the uh, brain disease that's afflicting uh, former NFL players. And for me, it was just 
shocking because Tony Dorsett, I went to college an hour and a half east of Pittsburgh, and we're the same age, so I basically spent my senior year. We went to every home game Tony Dorsett played on that fabulous undefeated national championship team of 1976 with Matt Cavanaugh as their quarterback, uh, Hugh Green. I mean, it, it was just an awesome, awesome team. And, you know, we all latch on every once in a while, get along for the ride of something great in sports. And for me, that was that was one of those years. And again, I'm a senior in college. He's a senior at Pitt, an hour and a half away. And we would just pack it up on Saturday mornings, drive over to those Pitt games that were just awesome at the old Pitt Stadium. And uh, unforgettable memories. Tony Dorsett. In my mind, maybe the greatest college football player ever in history. You could easily make that case. No one, and I mean no player that I ever remember, burst on the scene as a freshman like Tony Dorsett and uh, literally rewrote the record books on day one of his first ever game for Pitt and then uh, never disappointed after that, put together a four-year career that, you know, in many ways unparalleled, capped off by an undefeated national championship season. Can't emphasize that enough. And uh, it was just so special. And he will always be frozen as that pit running back from Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, uh, for me, as opposed to the Dallas Cowboy and the great running back he was for them. So, again, just sad. Uh Really sad and, and, and very scary to see that interview. It just came out of nowhere. I, I read a little something in the paper, and then an hour or two later, uh, there he is on, on TV and, you know, talking about all the issues he's having, and uh, it just came out of nowhere. So, a very sobering morning. My bizarre story of the week is no surprise. Uh, for the second week in a row, it, uh, it involves the Miami Dolphins last week. It was the way they beat the Bengals with that safety in overtime, but now it's a much, much bigger matter. The story of the week in the NFL, which, of course, is the uh, Richie Incognito situation. Uh, it is just consuming everyone, uh, to say the least, and we shall see where this goes. Uh, Jonathan Martin, of course, left the Dolphins. And it has just erupted into a firestorm. And uh, it is really raises so many questions. I don't know that I can remember uh, an issue that has just taking twists and turns, it seems, almost by the hour, certainly multiple times per day. Uh, People were falling down uh, on different sides of the of the ledger here, and it is just very confusing, uh, to say the least. Uh, we're, we're just seeing stuff that, you know, we haven't seen much of before. Uh, you know, the, a peak inside the locker room and, uh, you know, what goes on. And, and, and again, uh, I think the upshot of this whole thing is going to be that, uh, we're going to see the end of quote, rookie hazing, for lack of a better word, in the NFL. I, I just think it's, you know, going to go away. I've been thinking that all last couple of days. Mike Mayock mentioned it last night during the Vikings game. And, and to me, it's just going to turn out to be, you know, it's one of those, uh, you know, 
once you open the, the, the toothpaste, you can't put it back in the toothpaste tube. It's just that simple. And I think this hazing, you know, I think they're just going to, I think it's just going to go away because it's, it's an all or nothing proposition. You know, if it's occurring in any way, shape or form, it can be as simple as, you know, done at a team meeting, whatever, uh, you know, then where is the line? Apparently, whatever the line is, you know, is in some form or fashion crossed over in this Richie Incognito situation. Uh, Jonathan Martin, especially, you know, and it wasn't Jonathan Martin's eyes. So, so uh, it's just hour to hour, people weighing in with di- truly diverse opinions and, and not the ones you would expect. You know, perceived Richie Incognito a certain way, and it wasn't good. And then, you know, a lot of teammates and former teammates sort of rushed to his defense. Uh, especially, I think the Ryan Tannehill, the current quarterback, saying that you know it was like a big brother little brother relationship. Fascinating comment, and uh, I think that was sort of the comment that shocked me the most. And got the ball rolling sort of in Richie Incognito's favor. And now Rump Martin has hired David Cornwell, high-powered attorney. So a lot to come on this. But looking in my crystal ball, something tells me that this is going to alter the locker room dynamic. And certainly rookie hazing, if you will, as we knew it uh, forever. Um, We shall see. But it is... It has shown no signs of abating whatsoever. If anything, it's growing bigger and bigger. It, of course, addresses the gigantic issue of bullying, period. And and, that, and that's really going to be the legacy of this when it's all said and done, is what, if any, change it created around the topic of bullying that obviously goes far beyond uh, anything having to do with NFL locker rooms. It's a societal certainly school-age issue. So we shall see uh, how it all unfolds, but fascinating, fascinating, to say the least. So with that said, we will now take our break, and we'll continue to talk uh, more football on the other side. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog press pass if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. 
Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we typically have guests. And on the line is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, John. It's a gorgeous fall day here in Hoover, Alabama. Well, that's great to hear. Just, uh, just in time for one of the games of the year. We had a couple big ones last night to get us primed. But tomorrow night is... Uh, is huge. You're there. You're going to be at the game covering it. Uh, what's the excitement level down in Alabama? Well, there's nothing like the Alabama-LSU game. It's uh, clearly been one of the premier games for the last number of years on the calendar. And uh, tomorrow night, it's going to be played in Tuscaloosa. And uh, certainly everybody's looking forward to that. So, AP, what's the excitement level down in Alabama? Oh, there's a huge swell of excitement, John, swirling about this game. There's tickets. People are looking for tickets and uh, hotel rooms, and just everyone's excited. They're they're coming in. Some of the people came out Thursday, a day or two early before the game. I mean, it's just overwhelming. I'll bet. I'll bet. Uh, Well, again, there's, you know, nothing like the Alabama-LSU game. I mean, They've played the highest-profile games of the last few years. And uh, two years ago, uh, on LSU's last visit to Alabama, Tuscaloosa, they played that uh, not-so-memorable 9-6 game. It was, at the time, the the game of the century. Something tells me we're not going to be looking at 9-6 tomorrow. I think we're going to see a lot of offense. John, I think you're right. Even Coach Saban, uh, Nick Saban, said this week during his press conference, you're more likely to see some, a lot of points scored, nothing that will resemble that 9-6 to six, uh, field goal contest. I mean, Alabama's averaging 41 points a game, and LSU's breathing down their neck at 40. Uh, so there'll be some t- 
touchdown scores so that people have a chance to cheer their team on offense, not only just the hard-working defense. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, well, you know, I feel like I know the Alabama program a lot better after the past week. I watched the 60 Minutes show uh, Sunday night. That was great. Profile on Nick Saban. Interesting to me, especially because I used to work as a newspaper editor in West Virginia. So they talked about the, quote, coal, coal camp, coal mining camp, camp being uh, smaller than a town, shall we say. That's what they call them down there. So that <laughs> fascinated me. And then uh, Wednesday they did, uh, you know, Showtime did the story on uh, the strength coach, and that was fascinating. So... I always think a lot about you watching those two shows. What a fascinating program to cover, like you do. Yeah, John, there's nothing else like it in the country, I don't believe. And I'm, I'm not just saying that because I'm covering the team, but I, I really strongly feel that Saban has, has set a standard that very few individuals can um, duplicate. Uh, and a funny thing about the strength coach, John, as you probably saw, he's an LSU graduate, and he, he's leading I Alabama. I see that. The, all these championships, and he, he's really a key person in the organization. And Saban always praises him any time he can. Obviously, it jumped an LSU grad, and I mean, what a fascinating guy! I mean, I, I I didn't know about him. I'm guessing a large majority of the American sporting public did not really know much about him, if anything. And uh, yeah, what a Huge personality to go along with his huge booming voice, to put it mildly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he learned to whisper in a sawmill, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, and you know, the the interview with Saban, that was, again, enlightening in many ways. Armin Kintayan from CBS uh, did it. And, you know, I found it interesting that Saban, you know, expressed regret over saying while he was Dolphins coach that he would not be going to Alabama. I think that's the first time he's on the record of saying that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, John, that's been a, a sore spot in his resume. And you hear all this talk about Texas, and he, he's always said since that rumor's been started that he's too old to get something started uh, in another place and too old to move. And I think his wife, Miss Terry, is very happy there in Tuscaloosa. And they really have laid down some roots. And you've got that statue, right, the north entrance of uh, the stadium in Championship Plaza there. So I don't think he'd, he'd move on right now. I mean, he's happy there. And, and, and I think Alabama was very lucky because it was a good marriage with, with the late, great Mal Moore, the athletic director. He, he was a football man, and he just gave him anything that he desired uh, to help the football team and stayed out of the way. And like I told you, I think one time, I believe the only thing he, he, you know, demanded, let's say, is he wanted to have that statue for Nick. Really? Interesting. Hadn't, I didn't know that. Um, well, that's always a good sign of a CEO. Hire good people, pay them well, and get out of their way. That, I'll never forget one of my earlier CEOs said that, and I never forgot it. So I think it's the way to go. And I think the, the new athletic director, Bill Battle, is the same way. He, he's a football man. He's the youngest head coach at the time. I think he was 28 years old of Tennessee. And so he carved out a, a career in business, and he's back in athletics. And 
So he's a he's a novice you know, in administration per se since many many years ago. You know, times have changed, but he's he's a smart enough person to know that you don't really change something that's so successful. It is the gold standard for football, college football. No question about that. Uh, three national championships in the last four years, and looking to win their third in a row, which is uh, would be historic to put it mildly. So let me ask you this, AP, just to set the scene. Anything going on there like tonight? Is there anything official, pep rally, things like that? Is that part of the Alabama football weekend experience? Yeah, you know, normally they have it for the homecoming, John. And um, okay. I have to double-check that this evening, but even if they had one, John, I, I have a, an engagement uh, that's quite interesting. So I wouldn't be able to make that, that, that uh, pep rally. Okay, and how about tomorrow? What's what's game day like on the day of a night game? Oh my goodness, they'll be there early in the morning. You know, people will start arriving at nine o'clock, and they'll be grilling, and the tents are already set up on Friday, and and the golf carts escorting people around the campus will will be buzzing, and there's book signings at the Bryant Museum. Uh, there's different tents and functions on the quad itself that the university has. You know, they might have a signing for one of the teams. That's what they normally like to do. Maybe like have the softball team out there signing autographs or the baseball team. Uh, Alabama basketball team is actually playing in Dallas this evening against Oklahoma, and the women's basketball team is at Chattanooga. But it'll be wow. fantastic, and, you know, just it's going to be a beautiful day. I think it's going to be in the 60s during the day get down to the I think, high 40s in the evening and the game of the 7 o'clock central kickoff. But, uh, yeah, and, and there'll, John, there'll probably be anywhere from ten to 20,000 people outside the stadium. Oh, really? They're like just in the parking lot where they can hear things yeah. going on inside, yeah, just, that type of deal? Yeah, just enjoying themselves on the quad. Just wow. be part of the action. That sounds fabulous. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I know night games are big in the South, too. So, you know, whether it be LSU or whomever in Death Valley, I mean, there, there's really nothing like a night game in the South. I went uh, years ago to one in the swamp, uh, the Gators, Florida, against uh, LSU, as a matter of fact. And <laughs> it, it was unforgettable. Unforgettable. In the in the LSU fans, John, they're they're very animated, and, and there's that – Rivalry, I think it's, I think it's one of the best in college football presently. And the two coaches and the two programs have so much, you know, in common. Of course, Nick Saban brought that, brought that program back to a championship level, and, and enough for the next coach to win. Uh, Les Miles, the Mad, and the Mad Hatter. You can bet your bottom dollar, John. He's going to have some tricks in this game. No question. I mean, for the first time in a few years. LSU uh, comes in with two losses into this game, so they're playing kind of without pressure, which is, you know, can be a scary, scary opponent, especially when you have Les Miles as their coach, where, again, he'll try trickery, and, you know, they have the talent, serious talent. So, you know, if the talent is playing with no pressure and creative play calling from a guy like Les Miles, that could be a dangerous recipe. I'm sure, I'm sure Saban's preparing for that. Yeah, Alabama's defense, John, I think we discussed this one time, the vulnerable part 
of that defense is the secondary. So it, it'll be interesting to see. And I think that's a strength of LSU, those two wide receivers. Uh, one has over 1,000 yards in receiving, Odell Beckham Jr., and uh, Landry has almost 900. And they average close to over 200 yards per game. That, those are big numbers in the SEC. Absolutely. Well, I'm envious. I would love to be where you're at. It's going to be exciting for you, to say the least. And uh, I think it's going to be just you know a great game. I think it's going to be memorable. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes you know the game everybody was hoping for two years ago. But uh, it didn't happen. It was 9-6, as we earlier discussed. And I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow night turns into that uh, game for the ages. We shall see. Look forward to it, John. I wish you could be here. I know. Me too. One of these years. Uh, well, with that said, let's take our break. Uh, we got lots more on the college football front to discuss, and AP will be sticking around to do so. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchOfDimes.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can call, email me at iir at comcast.net, and still on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, and AP, we talked a lot in the previous segment about tomorrow night's huge game between Alabama and LSU, but we had a couple of huge games last night, uh, both of which I watched, and uh, they were fascinating, to say the least. Uh, interesting the way Baylor's high-powered offense was able to execute well against Oklahoma, yet Oregon could do absolutely nothing against Stanford. John, I would say... The Oklahoma-Baylor score and outcome did not surprise me. Correct. Because 
you know, Baylor scoring 50 points a game or whatever it was. In Oklahoma, I just have been a buyer of their program for a, quite a while now. Um, you know, they seem to get burned in the second, second, secondary quite often. So that did not surprise me. On the other hand, the Stanford-Oregon uh, uh, score did because I, I didn't think Stanford was as good this year, and I thought Oregon was was on running on all cylinders, and that quarterback, I just love him to death. But it seems to be the formula. If you're physical against Oregon, you could slow them down, and Stanford seems they have their number. Indeed they do. I mean, it was just unlike any Oregon game I can really remember watching. Um, I mean, with, you know, midway through the fourth quarter, Stanford was looking at shutting them out, which I'm guessing was probably pretty meaningful to that team. I mean, it's one thing to beat them, but to have a 26 nothing lead into the fourth quarter against that team was just stunning. And I'm guessing, again, that they were going for the shutout. Uh, which they they not only didn't get, uh, they almost lost the game in the last six seven minutes. It was that uh, that close as you know Oregon to their credit didn't give up and rallied for twenty points and you know the minute to go or had another onside kick uh, to try to tie it or win it actually. Mm. So it was just uh, again a fascinating. Uh, game to watch, you know, again, Stanford has figured it out. They're about the only ones. I, I, I remember when Auburn played Oregon in the national championship, they slowed them down, but nothing nothing resembling what Stanford did last night. That was nothing short of uh, remarkable. Again, I don't think any of us ever thought we'd be uh, seeing Oregon with a goose egg in the fourth quarter, period. Just that simple. No, that that might be the the best defensive effort I've seen all season to hold a team that's scoring 40, 50 points to the goose egg for that long. It, it, it's just I don't I don't think there's anybody who's watched Oregon play all year long or Stanford that would have made that prediction. I don't know if you, they would even give you uh, something you know odds in Las Vegas for that type of situation. Yeah, well, I was doing, you know, a little, a little bit of channel surfing. Again, it looked like it was just over at 26 nothing, And then when I saw that, you know, they scored, it got my attention. I said, oh, well, there goes a shutout. And then I happened to just tune back right at the field goal block. And then at that moment, I'm, uh, you know, I'm basically all in, especially when they got the onside kick. And, that you know, <laughs> I had to remind myself that this is Oregon. And for them to score 14 points or whatever to tie or win the game in, in like, under five minutes – is child's play for that team. Yeah, I mean, when you're watching Oregon, it's like watching some of that computer computerized game. They just score within seconds. You know, they're that high-powered. So it, it did get a little nerve-wracking for the Cardinal and White fans. Indeed it did. Uh, well, even though they have one loss against uh, Utah, Stanford, uh, you know, and it doesn't look like a one-loss team is going to get into the national championship, but we all know that can change in the month of November. Um, we, they may yet be heard from again, and if they do, uh, somehow, you know, get into the national championship, they're formidable, to say the least. Uh, you know, that quarterback, he is just a winner, and uh, 
I don't know. I just want. I, I think I just kind of view the whole Stanford program a little differently today. Again, because I just didn't think any program could ever shut out Oregon. You know, that deep into a game, and yet they did. And I, you know, so any team with a defense like that it could be a team to be reckoned with if they, you know, uh, again end up in like the national championship game or whatever. And then on the other side of the ledger, we had Baylor. And AP, you mentioned, you know, scoring in a matter of seconds. I mean, Baylor is uh, is the king of that right now, especially after last night. It's like they took Oregon's throne. It was, again, such a contrast to see, you know, Oregon, basically the inventor, if you will, of the high-scoring offense or the team that took it to the next level, uh, basically get shut out in the fourth quarter, and then lo and behold, literally on the other channel at the same time, uh, was Baylor averaging 64 points a game and, you know, uh, looking like a team that averages that that amount of points per game uh, against Oklahoma as they ran up 41 against, as always, a quality Sooner team. John, when you look at Baylor's last three games, uh, those are kind of tricky. Yes. In fact, that they have to go to Oklahoma State uh, at TCU, who's not the same bunch of horn frogs we've seen in the past, but just, it's still an away game. And you, if you've not been in that position, as you heard the announcers last night, 8 and 0 for the first time in school history, I mean, that's the most telling statistic I've, I heard during the broadcast because, uh, these teams that are like the nouveau reach of the rankings, the closer they get to the end of the season, some teams tighten up. Primarily, most of them do. Uh, a few of them can break through that glass ceiling uh, and and win out. So, although I, I think Bay- you know Baylor's going to be favored, um, just watch those three games. See what happens. I mean, Oklahoma State was in that position a few years ago, twenty-seven point favorite on the road, could win the game. Win the game by a point. Couldn't win it by a point. Twenty-seven point favorite. So that's something to watch. I think. Oh, absolutely, AP. It's uh, you know, it's rare to see it. That's why I think you know when you have a team like Auburn, not that they don't have a much richer history than a team like Baylor, but you know, when they had Cam Newton, and you know, could they, could they do, could they finish the job and get uh, you know, you know, get undefeated and get into the BCS game? You know, which they did. So I always find it fascinating. And, you know, especially like Baylor. You mentioned TCU. They got ahead on their schedule. I mean, I had never, you know, I had never really heard much, if anything, about RG3 a couple years back until that first opening game of the year in late August where Baylor hosted TCU. With this, at that point, they may have been coming right off that Rose Bowl. And that was the night I, and I'm thinking much of the nation, learned about not only who RG3 was, but who Baylor was. And it was just an astounding evening. Uh, so I always enjoy that, you, you know, when you just see something like that. And here we are three years later, and Baylor is just uh, they're the most exciting team in the nation now. Yeah, I think if you're looking for um, excitement and, and you, you're not a fan of defense, Baylor's the team to watch not every every Saturday. That quarterback... He, he maybe didn't play his best game, but I, I believe he might 
with that performance, might have uh, got himself an invitation to New York City for the Haddon Trophy. Right. Well, he may be replacing, and and, and not to be mean, but you know, Marcus Mariota, who just again, <laughs> Stanford made him look like a different guy, and it's amazing how defense can do that. A good defense. It's 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 jaw dropping yeah. every time you see it. Yeah, it's really funny to see that, uh, John, because it reminded you of uh, uh, the year when the Kansas State quarterback was, I think he almost had it locked up until he lost that one game. It, you had that feeling watching yes. Oregon play last night. The, the, excellent analogy. Excellent analogy. And that's exactly, you know, what I was, uh, what I was thinking. Art Riles, he intrigues me. Again, you know, familiar a little bit with his story. Obviously, a Texas high school legend, number of state championships, basically the inventor, for lack of a better way of saying it, of, you know, the read option, generally speaking. And, uh, you know, obviously, I think everybody, he got into everybody's consciousness a couple, you know, a month or two ago when he was being considered as Mac Brown's potential successor when Texas was really off to a rocky start. And, you know, I couldn't help but watch that game last night and think, hmm, here he is beating Oklahoma like this. I'll bet he's uh, he's still in the running or back at the top of the potential Texas coaching hunt. John, I, w- I had some of those same thoughts. I was wondering what would he do with the defensive talent that Texas can recruit, and you know he can score with lesser talent, but I, I, I'd be curious if I was a Texas fan if they can lure him over to the um, Austin to be the head coach. Yes, well, again, he, he was, you know, you heard a lot of names back uh, at the beginning of the season when Texas lost those first couple games, and uh, then all the, you know, and, and he was really right at the top, and, you know, uh Boy, after last night, I, I just thought to myself, you, you know, too early to tell. We'll see what happens these next three games. But if they had to choose today, and, you know, uh, I, I think he would be the guy. Although, you know, let's give credit to Mac Brown and Texas for uh, bouncing back. I found it fascinating last night to be watching this. And they're showing the Big 12 standings and who's sitting there 5-0 and undefeated atop the Big 12. But Texas... Yeah, they're still in the running for that championship. I, I don't think it, you know, it will, it will mean as much as, as uh, some of the other conferences unless they're going to knock off Baylor. But, you know, they still have those blemishes on their, on their loss column. You know, BYU especially, that horrendous showing when they ran all over them. I think it was, they ran all over the state of Utah, not just in the stadium, I think. Oh, exactly, exactly. Well, nothing like it, college football in November, uh, and it really kind of feels like it's just kicking off big time this weekend as we get into some rivalries and whatnot, so uh, still more to talk about, but why don't we take our break now, AP, and uh, we'll talk a little more college football on the other side. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, 
Still, half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before we get going again, I just want to say that my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing is, no surprise, Alabama LSU at 8 o'clock Eastern Time tomorrow night. And A.P., uh, back to speaking about Alabama, I understand uh, you have an interesting evening ahead tonight. Yes, John, I I sure do. Uh, Showtime, under the direction of Ross Greenberg, who... He's won over 50 Emmys, is, has produced a documentary about the epic USC versus Alabama game played September 12, 1970 in Birmingham's Legion Field. It's known as the Sam Cunningham game. Uh, Alabama, for those who don't know, had only played uh, Tennessee the year before. Tennessee had three African-American players, but this was the first fully integrated team to visit uh, Birmingham and play against Alabama. Well, Sam Cunningham was a nervous sophomore just trying to make the team and do well so he could play the next game. He went out there and ran all over the Crimson and White team and for 135 yards and a couple of touchdowns, and they beat Alabama that day, 42-21. But the story was that Coach Bryant, maybe in his infinite wisdom, uh, matched the two teams up so the people of Alabama would see African-American players, and Alabama had yet to have uh, an African-American player on the team, although Wilbur Jackson had signed in December of 69. He was a running back from Ozark, and he was in the stands that evening. So it's, it's there's all these dynamics and things about that game that are revealed, and it's quite informative and entertaining. And, entertaining. and those are the two things I 
I uh, like to see when you're judging these projects. But well, anyhow, there's, spe- there's a premiere this evening in Tuscaloosa, and they'll have a red carpet at 5 and a showing at 6, and a question and answer session that follows. Uh, Ross Greenberg himself will be there in person, and Scott Hunter, the quarterback of Alabama, that, that evening will be there as well. So I'm looking forward to asking them a few questions, and it should be an interesting evening. That's interesting you would say that, because I, I saw the the teasers, uh, and I mean the whole thing's interesting, but specifically Scott Hunter, because I saw the, uh, you know, the advertisement for it on Showtime and everything, and uh, I saw number 12. I forgot Scott Hunter was a lefty, right? Oh, no, Scott was a, right, a right-handed thrower, uh, John. He sure was. He went on to play for the Green Bay Packers initially, and his assistant coach there was Bart Starr, and I think Bart ended up being the head coach, but yeah, Scott was a right-hander. Oh, sure. Well, I, I remember it well. Um, Scott Hunter, when he was quarterback. Anyway, I saw a film that looked like maybe it looked like Kenny Stabler because it was a left-handed number 12 in the oh, teaser oh. on Showtime. You know what, John? They did uh, go through the previous era, and they okay. Joe Namath is actually in the piece itself. Okay, that's and, what it was. And so they brought it back. You know, they talked. Joe Namath talked about things before the team was integrated, and they did show Kenny Stabler and, and various quarterbacks before Scott Hunter. Uh, it's okay. actually narrated by Tom Selleck, John. Oh, is that right? Sure is. Yeah, and, and Sam Cunningham is in the project. Jimmy Jones was the African American quarterback from Pennsylvania. John, you you might have seen I, him play, maybe. Um, you know, well familiar with it. I was a high school kid when that game was played. I do remember it. It, w- it was an epic event. And, yes, I remember because of Jimmy Jones. He was, uh, you talk about <laughs> interesting things. He was, uh, here's a good way to say it. He was Terrell Pryor as a high school player before Terrell Pryor, meaning <laughs> he was at the time from the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area, right. uh, two hours from where I grew up. You talk about a living high school legend, and we've had a lot of them in Pennsylvania. But he was from the central part of the state as opposed to the Pittsburgh side. Yeah. He was the, the all-time legend. He was going to be, you know, the greatest player from uh, the greatest quarterback ever from the state of Pennsylvania. And, you know, they, I, what I always remember was he was called the Will Chamberlain of football. In other words, Will Chamberlain come out of Overbrook High in Philadelphia. <laughs> As the greatest basketball player in, from the from the state of Pennsylvania, Jimmy Jones was that guy in football, and that's saying something when you have people like Dan Marino, Joe Montana, Joe Namath, <laughs> and Johnny Unitas. <laughs> Jimmy Jones was the anointed one. There's no other way to say it. Boy, I'm so glad you said that. I forgot about how big he was. Gigantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah as they say, you know, man, he's he's in tall cotton. That's <laughs> well said. Uh, again, back in those days, up until that point in time, late 60s, early 70s, I don't know if there was ever like a more famous recruit. I, I really mean that. I mean, everybody wanted Jimmy Jones. And when USC, and for USC to land him, again, it was like Kansas landing Will Chamberlain in the mid-1950s. It was gigantic news, to put it just, uh, and that's just an understatement. He was probably the first ever, you know, mobile quarterback, really, among the first coming out of high school. 
He could do right. it all, as they say, as you used to say back, the, back then. <laughs> well, now, now you've got me even more excited uh, for this, for you know, to watch that. And you know, I'm, I'm, I've always been a USC fan or a John McKay fan, especially uh, because I covered the first two years of the Tampa Bay Bucks existence, uh, being a yeah. newspaper editor on the west coast of Florida, two hours south of Tampa. So. John McKay was the coach, and he, he was the perfect coach for that 0 in 2016, put it that way. <laughs> he, he, he kept the media going with those one-liners, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we all remember maybe the most famous line and almost a joke in pro football history was, you know, when the media asked him when they were around 0 in 26 what he thought of the, the team's execution that day, and he said he, of course, was in favor of it. <laughs> 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 you know that that's yeah. just one of the great lines, right. literally. Right. Uh, yeah. of all time. Uh, there's something about that West Virginia water or something. They have some pretty good coaches coming out of there, uh, John. That's right. John McKay's from West Virginia, right? Right, <laughs> sure is. I forgot about that. Yes, there, there is. Uh, there is absolutely. Uh, well, there should be, you know, another interesting weekend. Again, we're getting into some good stuff. Uh, you know, the thing about the SEC that makes it so interesting and so exciting, I'm sure, for you to cover is, you know, I'm just looking here at the, you know, top teams, top games, you know, right off the bat, you know, Auburn, Tennessee. I mean, neither are going to win the national championship. We all know that. But, you know, I look at that and it just gets you excited just seeing matchups like that. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, that, that Auburn, I mean, I think there's, there's two teams that are, most surprising to everyone across the country, it has to be Auburn and Missouri. Correct. Correct. You know, both happen to be in the same conference, and, uh, you know, they're they're, they're playing very well. I mean, Missouri stubbed their toe at home. I mean, that's a – it was unbelievable how they couldn't hold that lead. But but Auburn's going up there to Tennessee, John, and and if you notice Tennessee, they're, they're getting hammered on the road. I mean, there's no contest. But at home, they lost to Georgia in overtime. I'm not saying Georgia's a top team right now, but they lost to them in overtime, and then they defeated South Carolina after an open date, you know, right. played in Georgia. So uh, that game, you know, Auburn just better be careful. But I, but I think Auburn's too strong, and I think they've, they've got things on the right track offensively and just their whole attitude and Malzahn, he's, He's the brains of that outfit, even when Gene Chizik was there, I think that's the reason they you know, won that national championship, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, well, it's going to be great. And lastly, as we head towards uh, the end of the show here, Texas A&M versus Mississippi State. Johnny Manziel at this point, after last night, Marcus Mariota having a bad game. Manziel is back as the front runner for the Heisman in my book. John, I I don't disagree with you. He still puts up big numbers. He can't play defense, so I don't think the voters hold that against him. And when he did play these different games, he put up fantastic uh, numbers on the scoreboard and individually his statistics. So uh, I think you're correct. Yep, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the other possibilities: freshman Jameis Winston Manzo already plowed that ground of being, being the first freshman to win a Heisman. So we shall see. But AP, enjoy tomorrow night. 
You're going to be uh, at the LSU-Alabama game. It's going to be awesome. En- enjoy it. We can't wait to talk uh, talk to you next week to get your perspective on the game. Hey, thank you very much, John. Always enjoy it. All right, and enjoy tonight as well, AP. And uh, Voice America listeners, thank you once again for uh, listening to All Around Sports. We look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live and on demand.